Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the April 13th edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. My name, of course, is Jake Hughes, and alongside with me, the old man, Kevin. How the hell are you doing, old man? I am doing... If there was fantastic, what would be above fantastic? Um, uh, Delusional hallucinations. Yeah, that's what I am. All right, I'm just all right. having the... Like, I'm living the dream, dude. It's... um. Two weeks, three weeks now of just living the dream. I'm having a good time. Good. That's good to hear. Um, we have quite a busy... My hair's, like, have to my hair's lopsided. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, forbid his that? hair's lopsided. I mean, what would it possibly it's happen? Like, it's like it's like leaning over like that. Do you see that? It's not really. I, you know what? I uh, <laughs> didn't happen to notice. So we got a few <laughs> things to talk about this week. Um, we we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff this week. It might get heated. Um, I don't know if it would ever get heated on this show, but um, no, we don't get heated. Do we? Do we start with the light and fluffy first? Oh yeah, let's start with light and fluffy because okay. I think I need light and fluffy first. Before we get to light and fluffy, before we get to light and fluffy. Um, oh, we said light and fluffy. I, yeah, but before light and fluffy, water. if you're watching on YouTube as we are live there right now, oh, okay. please do hit that like button. Um, drop a comment where you're from. We will read it out. Um, drop some information on what's going on in your life, uh, your predictions. Insights. Ask some questions. Ask questions. Um, but yeah, the first thing let's talk you might about. not answer them, but you can ask them. First thing we are going to talk about is the BC Lions. Um, have been teasing an announcement for the last probably week and a bit, and uh, they announced it today. Honestly, I was kind of disappointed with the announcement today. I was um, going to bring that up because I was too. I was wholeheartedly I, expecting something bigger. Um, but the BC Lions, I was expecting them to name the um, name the band. I'm waiting to name the band, and that's on a bunch of different levels. I need to know who the band is, but it was. With brand new jerseys announced, um, I'm trying to find a picture here of them for me to, for me to bring up. But uh, we have uh, what are they calling them? They're calling them something new: uh, black fog. and fog. Um, fog, which is interesting to me. I don't know what fog is. It's uh, it's what color is fog? Isn't fog white? What fog isn't white? Have you driven through fog? It's like a white cloud. I, Clouds are white. Clouds are not white. When you're driving through them, they are whatever this color is. And I will give it to them. They they nailed it on the head. Um, I like it. Bring I saw up. some reports people weren't, weren't impressed by it. Really? I really love them. I mean, the black, to me, the black and orange is just intimidating. It's, it's beautiful. Seeing that, especially with uh, Lucky Whitehead's uh, visor, like tinted visor there, that looks intimidating uh, yeah. and badass. Um, the, yeah, it does. The fog... It, Oh, go ahead. The uh, and unlike their um, gunmetal gray ones they brought out last time, you can actually read the numbers on these ones. So the commentators and the play-by-play uh, -play announcers won't be pissy with. I them. wonder. I wonder how much of that the change did was because they were atrocious to try to read. I 
I, you know, I, I don't know anything from behind the scenes, obviously, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that they were. Maybe we can uh, get the owner on uh, the show one day in the near future and actually ask him. That would be pretty, uh, pretty great. Um, then we have the away yeah, jerseys. Yeah. Uh, so they're calling it Blackout and Fog. I love them. So um, the Fog. I love them. It's, I, I mean, it's a throwback to when they used to play in the gray jerseys. In the, I want to say, late 90s. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they're just updated. They look they look clean. They stand out. I like them. To me, they stand out. It's, it's something different. And people, the only complaint I heard um, was they didn't like the white one, the fog, the gray, light See, gray. See, I love it. To me, um, it's... And they hated, they hated the TELUS and what's the other one there? The Levitt... The low patches. Okay, the, you don't yeah. have to like the patches. It's. I think the patches are perfect. Well, not just that. They should but, put more on. But that's what the CFL. If you want a true CFL jersey, you have to get buy yeah. those patches extra, because those that's like that's yes. the only way you can get those. But yes, that's when they're on the field. That's what they do because the CFL doesn't have the money that the NFL does. You need to have advertisers everywhere you can. What big sport puts hmm. logos on their jerseys? Uh, let's think here. How about the one of the richest sports in the world? Hmm. Uh, it is not like let's just let's just not. It's not just patches. It's a football. It's, it's football. It's it's not just patches. Like people people are losing their mind because football. because the football. CFL last year or the uh, sorry the NHL this past year <laughs> have allowed helmet sponsorships. <laughs> you do realize. We, yeah. The again, the richest game, the most played game, the most watched game in the entire world, soccer, footy, whatever you want to yes. call it. Their jerseys are just advertisements. A Bayern, when you get a Bayern Munich jersey, you don't get it doesn't <laughs> Bayern Munich and a big number on the front. You know what it says? It says T-Mobile or whatever their name sponsor is that year and a little patch yes. about th this big. If you're not seeing it, it's about what? 6 inches? I don't know how inches work. I'm Canadian. Um yeah, it, like you've been lying to the girls all this time <laughs> um that has the the team emblem on it and then it has the name on the back with the number this is yes. nothing this is nothing it looks it no no who cares if that's their biggest complaint that's bc knocked it out of the freaking ballpark in my opinion now how do you think the average the announcement was handled because i found it very lackluster they built this up like it was a big thing. They built it up like they yeah, were. They wanted, people, they wanted people checking their Twitter. They wanted people checking their Facebook and all their social medias um, because it was a big announcement, according to BC Lions. Um, it was a smart play because they haven't announced the um, band for opening night yet. So everybody was like, oh, who's the band? Who's the band? Ooh, is there a band? Yeah, they've already announced that there's going to be a band. That's bigger. Yes, they have. That's bigger. Bigger and more exciting. What does that mean? Bigger and more exciting. One of them, like, literally one of the biggest bands touring right now. Is it? One Republic is huge. They packed, they packed BC Place. For a well, concert and football game. They didn't pack it. 50,000 plus? Yeah, that's packed. 
Sorry, I'm trying to get rid of my Facebook here. I've got like four Facebooks open, and um, it's bugging one you. of our ch- well, one of our group chats are um, beeping away a thousand miles an hour, and it's driving me nuts. I don't know if you could hear that or not. No, I haven't muted because but I'm it not was a binging. It, it was binging, bing, bing, bing. Anyways, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they do bring in um, as a. Um, as the band for the opening day on June 17th, um, against the Elks, I might add. Um, so it's not going to be a huge draw as far as who they're playing. Um, so the, the draw is going to be the band. Yeah. The, and, it's a fact. and the pregame party and like, the, cause they, they made it an event last year and Amar Dolman yes. really, it feels like Amar Dolman really enjoys making the games, not just a, go for the game but you go for a party because yes look at Winnipeg and look at what he's trying is go for the party and stay for the game exactly it works and that's nothing wrong with that no again when when the CFO was the largest it's ever been when you were probably younger than me 20 probably you're 25 to I guess 25 to my age-ish yep yep what was it it was a party well and it was good football um, it's still, it, there was a combination of both. It still is good football. No, I mean like a winning team. And we had a winning team last Fair. year. But you could you could do whatever you want off the field. If you're not putting a winning product on the field, yeah. you're not going to get the crowds. Look at, look at the Elk. Game in, game out. Look at the Elk. They right? might draw a big crowd against Calgary because it's a rival game. but Even against Calgary, they couldn't draw. Because how right. many home games did they win last year? None. Yeah. Zero. Um, Zero. But I mean, I think I also think that BC is really smart in capitalizing because there's a lot of negativity in the world when it comes to football in BC right now, um, which kind of leads into our next topic we wanted to talk about. So we talked about last week that the um, SFU football program had shut down. I'm going to read. I'm not going to read the whole letter. Um, Oh, oh, yes. Oh, 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 read the whole letter. Okay, I will read the whole letter then. You're reading the whole letter, so, Ryan, because um, it's so this it's very very insightful. Yep. So this is a letter that was put out by the Canadian Football League Players Association, the CFLPA. Um, the I believe it was is by the yeah the executive director of the CFLPA, Brian Ramsey. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read it, uh, dear President Johnson uh, of SFU. I write to you as the executive director of the CFL Players Association, representing over 600 professional football players, to express our deep disappointment at your recent announcement canceling the SFU football program. Over the 58 years since its inception, the SFU program has produced many highly skilled players who play professional football in both the CFL and NFL and are Hall of Fame members. It is beyond devastating that the program ended so abruptly without any outreach or calls for support. You, in effect, have ended not just the program, but the careers of aspiring athletes to the professional ranks. These young players have no time now to produce film or have other schools consider them for their football programs. Worse, you allowed spring practices to occur, knowing you had already decided to cancel the program. I am told during those practices, players also suffered injuries. There's a huge, untapped groundswell of public support not to have the SFU program canceled. The CFLPA is happy to work with you to establish a coalition to find a new conference for the SFU Red Leafs, to salvage the season and get the athletes back on the field where they can develop their potential and aspire to the professional ranks. You owe your students that much. 
I look forward to hearing from you. Yours truly, Brian Ramsey. Let's unpack this. Um, first, you literally took away an opportunity for for kids, for young adults, to make make it in a very tough industry called football. It's an industry. You took away that opportunity from them. And not only that, you lied to them by having practices in the spring. You knew already, or you should have had that decision made already before spring, that you were not going to continue this. To me, it's a lawsuit. You made promises. You have a contract with these students. A lot of these students are literally, all they have is football. They're on a football scholarship. They could can't afford to pay a university to finish their studies. And it's all been stripped away. So I'm 100% playing devil's advocate here because I think it, yep. it creates um, conversation. Um, when did the NCAA inform SFU that they did not meet that's the thing. Nobody knows. I mean, the NCAA is notorious for being very quiet and secretive in the way they do business. I don't believe that this decision was made in April. It would not surprise me if it happened in February. I have done the research of I've had over the last week, and I really have dug into it because it's really eating at my the core of my being. Um, because SFU has been one of those universities that even though I didn't go there, I literally could see it from my living room window. Um, you looked out the back window, you saw SFU. Um, it just isn't right the way they did this. When you have the likes, and I'm going to get Jake to queue up a one minute video that I sent him. When you have the likes of, um... Number five, which is over my right shoulder there, one of not one of my favorite players, but my favorite player in the world, coming stepping back into the limelight after he stepped away. And Jake, if you could play that video, listen to the tone in his voice. If anybody's ever heard Louis before, listen to him now. Listen to the, it's all about the tone on this one. Go ahead. So just to cue this up, um, this is from the first and now podcast, the official BC Alliance podcast. Um, It's a round table with Louis Pasaglia, Sean Millington, Farhan Lalji um, on the fight to save SFU football. Um, That's the wrong button, Jake. And he's trying to play it. He's not playing it. Yes. So I'm going to gab for a little bit. Yeah. I need to make sure everything works properly. Here we go. There we go. If I could help in whatever fashion, I, I will, um, you know, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of alumni and based on the communication that I've had, there's a lot of alumni willing to, um, to step forward and, and, and do that. But, uh, again, it seems like it's not in our hands at the moment and the way it was delivered puts us behind the eight ball, uh, but we've got some great alumni and with Farhan uh, leading the, the communications end of it and Glenn Orris uh, from a legal perspective, 
there's still an avenue uh, ahead that we can uh, hold on to and uh, hopefully something can happen. And hopefully the, the powers that be at the university uh, will listen to us and uh, see the benefits of the program. Now, if it's something that can't be rectified, then let us know. What is it that isn't keeping this program afloat? If it's financial, let us know if it's financial. But it seems like, you know, most of us are in the Oh, sorry. The dark on the real reason why oh. the program is not uh, viable anymore. Most of us are in the dark on why the program isn't viable anymore. That's an alumni. That's their most famous, I, w I would say, I'm biased, alumni. No communication. Nothing. This was done behind closed doors, and there's a bigger story behind closed doors, in my my opinion. Lots more to be coming out on this. Um, it's, I think it's tragic, and it's going. I'm hoping the courts step in and fix it because there is a there is a law, lawsuit being filed on behalf of the the players um, to stop this. Yeah. So there is a. I'm pulling it up. Uh, that's not the right button, Jake. I'm just hitting all the wrong buttons. But there is an injunction that has been filed to reinstate the football program. Yes. Um, with at least Which is weird because usually an injunction is done prior to something happening so you can stop it. Injunction means stop it from happening. Yes. And the reason they're able, the claimant application name SFU players, um, people I don't know, um, they're seeking interim inter lacuri and permanent injunctions requiring the school to reinstate the program for at least the 2023 season. Um, the filing alleges the school broke a contract with the players by scrapping the football program permanently. Uh, the relief being hmm. sought according to the claim also includes an order requiring SFU to specifically perform the contract for at least the 2023 year damages against SFU for breach of contracting, including breach of its duty of good faith in the performance of the contract damages against SFU for the tort of negligent misrepresentation, interest pursuant to the court order of interest acts, such other relief as the court determines is just as appropriate. So they're basically going and saying they didn't give us proper notice. They, and so we have to basically file this claim after the program's already been closed. Well, yeah. And it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't, in my 58 years, I don't remember hearing anything quite like this happening. And the outrage in, in the Vancouver area trickling across Canada. I mean, you've got the, the uh, CFL commissioner coming out against it. You've got the Calgary Stampeders making an official statement. You've got the BC Lions making an official statement. All against the university. Nobody's backing no. the university coming out and saying, oh, I'm sorry, like, uh, this is why. And I think that's the issue, is nobody, nobody from the university is communicating and saying why they did this, except to say it would have been really hard. So, again... Get over it. I... I, I do I understand? I do. You can't defend that. You're trying to argue with me for the sake of arguing. No, I'm, I'm. And you realize how silly you would look if you try. No, no, I'm trying to create conversation because I believe it's it's the best way to to show the arguments. They just yes. they just lost all of their funding for football. The NCAA, the NCAA, 
gave them money to be in the NCAA. They also paid money to be in the NCAA. It's a scratch your back, scratch my back sort of situation. Yeah, it's weird. But anyways. It's... They lost one of the key reasons they were able to recruit as well as they could. They're no longer in the NC2A, Div 2. They're not. They're out of it. They're no longer playing four-down football, which is what a lot of these kids, the reason they chose SFU, because four-down football is your key to the NFL where the money's made. Now, most of them, I don't know how many of them ever made it in the, what, five years, six years that they were part of the NC2A, but there's that chance. Well, there is some NFLers that came out of SFU. There's no doubt about it. No, no, but since Um, they've been in NC2A, because they haven't been in, they haven't been in it that long. No. So again, they also have to. If that, if that's what the, if that what is what the argument is for the university, if that's what the university has as a reason, come out and say it. Don't come out and say we're canceling the the um, football program completely because. It would be too complicated to keep it going. That's what that's what they said. Yeah, no, I, I that's literally what he said. <coughs> no, I, I completely agree that that is an absurd reason to cancel the program. And I guess it comes down to and I heard it in Lou's voice when he was talking. That's Louis Pisaglia. Um let, just talk to us. Like inform us what's going on because Right now, you're looking really, really bad. You're taking a 65-year-old tradition and shitting on it. Literally, you're shitting on it. And that tradition is freaking proud, and it's it's got a lot of people riled up, including myself. So um, you haven't heard the last of it. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of things that uh, happen... um, in the next few days and weeks, I'll say. Yeah, no, there's definitely going to be information that's either brought to light or, I mean, through the court system, things will just be coming um, in, into the news realm. So it's, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, interesting times are ahead, that's for sure. I'd hate to be the anybody associated with SFU on the SFU side right now. Because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Oh, if you come out and you say, oh, we can't do it because we lost all this money and we're losing money, then the Alumni Association is going to be like, here's a huge check. You come out and say, it's not. Now what do you do? Now you have, now, now you have now to restart it, right? Like, or you come out and say, well, it's not monetary. It's there's no interest in football programs anymore. Well, you've got millions of people that are proving you wrong, right? There's no, there's no, yes. there's no <laughs> logical answer that they can come up with now that makes them look good. No. Well, and they don't look, they won't look good. Even if the court comes back and says you have to reinstate it and they do and they work away to become part of, uh, what is it, U-West? What's the... Um, yeah, University West. Yeah, uh, of that league. Um, <laughs> even if you do that at this point, you still look bad. <laughs> you look terrible. Because of the way you did it. Yeah. Right? And so... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, um, I'm, I'm, to be honest, even though it's making me angry and I'm kind of pissy about it, it's, I'm still kind of fascinated with the whole process and how it's going to go forward. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what's going on. Again, we just, yeah. we just need to see the insides. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. Yeah. 
they Just don't have give me a reason. Just like Louis said, talk to us. If it's financial, let us know. But what other reason could it be? And he did like, that on purpose because he, he put them on notice. Well, but he called them out. But not not just that. But if it's not financial, what makes it not feasible? Oh, well, because well, and behind the scenes, you're hearing the um, Canadian universities didn't want them, and the Canadian universities are saying, um, "Excuse me, they never applied. Nobody put in an application. No. Yeah. Matter of fact." If you put in an application, we'll be we'll look favorably on it. Well, they can say that now because guess what? SFU screwed up, made themselves look bad, now, and tried to throw uh, University West U Sports under the bus. See, and if if that is the case, if there was backroom discussions or discussions, and no, there was but there was never a formal process made, and SFU yes. came to the public and said, "Look, we lost our NC2A Div Two licensing." We tried to get in yep. with University West. They said it's not feasible this year. We're gonna work with yep. and we're gonna work with them to see if it's viable in the future. As of right now, we're suspending football operations. Now we're talking different. That's a completely different conversation. Which I honestly I have yeah. no reason to doubt that SFU people in SFU, what the football program, had conversations with people from uh U Sports. They probably did. But they look like idiots now. And it looks and oh, it looks yeah. like they're trying to throw people under the bus, and the people being thrown under the bus are like, actually, we're driving the bus, and you're the one going under it. So it's yes, it was, it's true. It's a colossal right? it's like, issue. Yes. Sorry, I'm looking um, to see if I could find the um, the news, the statement from U Sports, and I can't. Um, but it was quite blunt, and it was I, I freaking I laughed when I read it because it was just one of those really okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of it's one of those things where you can't. There's no defense to it. There's none, and even yourself, who loves to try to put the the other side of the argument I in, do. you could see if you're watching the show, folks, and not just listening, you could see Jake's face trying to go. Uh, uh, yeah. There's no there's because there is there is no defense no. to it, and and you've stripped you you let us have us you let. The players have spring practice. So if you let them have spring practice, that means that there was supposed to be a football season. Yeah. Are you telling me you made the decision after the spring practice or before? Because either way, that's, that's a, either way was, you look stupid at this when point. When did this decision get made and who, lit, who made it? And that's where I think the interesting parts are going to come out. Is who made those decisions? I who in the SFU sat down around a board table and thought this was a good way to go about this. I think you have to look at the president. She's the one who's got the egg on her face. Oh gosh, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. It honestly, it's I embarrassing. Mean, she, if... she, she, she's the one carrying the ball. She's going to be tackled. Yeah, but the, there's more behind the scenes than we know. Oh, of course, of what how that decision was made. Of course. And why that decision was made. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. It's, you right? can't, it's so, not one person who makes a decision at a snap of a finger. No. It's, it's, it's like saying that um, I'm the boss of the household and I make all the decisions. We all know that's not true. We all, exactly. we all know my dog, Ollie, has taken control of the household. Aww. She was so cute today. 
She was literally laying on top of um, Bella, like literally on top <laughs> with her head down on top of her head like this. And they were both staring at us like, while we were eating. It was so They're cute. like, guys, we want food. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I had my plate. We were eating on the couch, of course. So I had, I have a tray that I was eating off. So I couldn't grab my camera and try to take a picture or else I would have spilled the food. It was really good stew, so I didn't want to do that. Fair, fair. Random facts of the day. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, transitioning. More random facts. You can head over Thanks. to qsports.ca. Um, you posted a very good deep dive into the 1993 expansion of the CFL into the United States. Why it failed. Why it failed. Is more that, that why it failed. Not a deep dive into the expansion. Well, yeah, sorry. A deep, deep dive, dive into why it failed. Why it failed. Yeah. Yes. And it's got a lot. I like when I, I'm able to do an article like that, a column or whatever we call it, blog. Um, I called it a vlog and I got in trouble because it's not a vlog. Apparently a vlog, vlog is, is a, video. a video. Video blog. Yeah. 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 So it's a blog. Guys, it's okay. Because apparently columns aren't a thing or an article isn't a thing anymore. Guys, okay. Rod, if you're listening, I got your back. It's still an article or a column. It's definitely it definitely um, is an article or a column. It's just not in a newspaper. It's not yeah. an article or column in the newspaper. So, anyways, this column got legs. Um, lots of people were talking about it. Lots of people were commenting on all the different Facebook groups that it was posted in. And then um, a Twitter handle by CFL News. It's an independent handle um, that all they do is share news on the CFL from wherever they can get it. And I don't know how they found it because we didn't post it on our Twitter. Um, So I'm not really sure how how they went and found it. But anyways, they found it and they shared it. And then it really got legs. (laughs) And there's been well over 500 uh, reads on the to a professional journalist, probably isn't a whole lot. Um, but for some freaking fat old guy that doesn't have, doesn't write for a living, that's, I'm pretty happy with 500 reads. Yeah, no, it's great. And honestly, the article has thought into it. It has, it has depth. It's not just, they failed because they all went broke. Well, <laughs> well, that's it, really what it, I, well, that, that's what happened. They, they all failed. But there was all kinds of other stuff that happened as well. That um, yeah, go read the article. Hughes Sports and, and CA. And there's a lot Share of uh, there's a lot of good in um, conversation around it because there are a lot of rumors about about expansion, you, expansion, whether it be into another uh, city or another yeah another city in Quebec or Quebec. out east. There's yep. Um, Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the CFL, announced, like, confirmed that there were other um, groups that were interested in the Alouettes that were actually more interested in starting their own franchise. Yeah, in a different city in Quebec than could that be the rumor the about the that certain NFL player? Ah, uh, wouldn't surprise me. So it, it's not a wrong. secret anymore. Rod Peterson. Um, um, broke this story that um, he had heard through his grapevine that um, there was a certain Tom Brady that was interested in picking up a CFL team. Um, well, that's he was part of an ownership group. It wasn't just yeah, Tom he Brady. was part of an ownership group with, in, with a certain NHLer. Yeah, um, I was going to say with a Hall of Fame NHLer who used to play for the Vancouver Canucks, who took us to the 2011. But we don't know who that is. But anyways. Um, and 
now there's more rumors around that, that it's starting to get legs, as they say. And um, it could be Quebec. It could be, it could be. Laval? <laughs> God, it, it even, I don't even want to say it because it just makes, it could be the Maritimes. Well, could be the Tudors. From all of the rumors that I'm hearing is that Ambrosi is really eager to not just do one at a time. That if they're going to introduce teams, do two at a time, which I think is dumb. When you have an odd number of teams right now, bring yeah, in one. You just need it. it would be dumb to bring in two right now. Yeah, you bring in one to balance the schedule. Well, because right? then and, you have five and five. Yeah, I was gonna say balance the schedule, balance the league. You have ten, ten. Teams. Yeah, and once we do that, Ambrosi's talking about starting way earlier, like now. Hmm. Like and having the Grey Cup way earlier. Hmm. Than the end of November. How cool would it be if we had a September Grey Cup? Even an early October Grey Cup. Yeah, weather's still great. Where it's not, it's 50. Yeah, and not just that, but you know who you're not competing with on Friday nights and Sunday Sunday nights? No NFL games. Hmm. You know who you're competing against? You know who you're competing against? You're competing against an XFL who are boasting numbers of 15,000 people attending. Which honestly, I thought, and I, I say this wholeheartedly, I messaged you about it. This was a couple of weeks ago, being like, well, that's pretty on par with what Calgary gets. No, like a third of did. what Calgary gets. Yeah. <laughs> but Calgary gets maybe 18,000 at the thing. But they they sell. might sell more tickets yeah. because of the season tickets or corporate um, season tickets, buy up a whole bunch, and nobody goes. Which is just absurd to me. If you're in the Calgary area, if you're in the Vancouver area, if you're anywhere there's a CFL team and you're interested in even just seeing the game, you've never watched football, you're more of a hockey fan, you're an NFL fan, the CFL is boring. Pick up a ticket. You can probably pick one up at your local sports check or Safeway or Save On where they have 30, $30 tickets. You're not going to get good seats, but $30 tickets and watch the game. Or if you want to get a really good ticket, it's like 100 bucks. Not just that, day of the game, go into Kijiji, go into Facebook Marketplace and search up tickets because there will be a beautiful day in Calgary where people are like, especially the older season ticket holders who have had tickets for 50 years are like, we're not feeling up to the game, it's too hot. We're not feeling up to the yeah. game, it's too cold. Oh, it's a Riders and game. You, we don't, Riders game, I don't want to go because they're too rowdy. I'm telling you, people, if we could get more people to actually watch a CFL game rather than freaking oh, the NFL's way freaking better. Blah, 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 blah. Go sit down and watch a CFL game. And I'm not saying. Tell me it's not good freaking football because it's amazing football. It's not just good. The I'm biased. The it's fo- amazing football. The football itself is fantastic. Watching it on TV. I can understand why you'd want to change the channel. But that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's as we come up to that's it, that's a, a conversational thing. No, that's not. That is a hard-driven fact. They have. We should. We should actually have. We should uh, have a segment just on that. The lack of um, personality. The, the last. The lack of professionalism. The lack of calling the place. And it drives me nuts because not. It, this is where we're segueing. Oh, here. your camera just went all fuzzy on you. We're, there we go. We're segueing. We're segueing a bit into hockey here. But have you listened to a? A Flames radio broadcast lately? Have you? No. Just it's an honest question. No. Okay. No. So, driving uh, up from Calgary up to Edmonton, 
I went oh, up yes, a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes. It was the Calgary Flames versus Vancouver Canucks. So I was like, oh, awesome. I have three hours in the car. I'll listen to the game as I'm driving up. Because I don't want to use my data and listen to the... Um, well, yeah. I mean, especially that long of a drive, I don't want to use that much data. Like, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and Sirius XM, for some reason, doesn't pick up hockey games for play-by-play once the MLB season starts. Um, I swear to you. I swear to you. The There's a penalty called. The the lead announcer, the, the play-by-play guy, is trying to make a point. And we all know it's been around for about... Five seven to five to seven years now, penalty gets called. the The ref goes in front of the box, clicks a button. You shut the fuck up, as an announcer. No matter who you are, I don't care if you're Wayne Gretzky, I don't care if you're Gary Bettman, I don't care if you're Francesco Aquilini, I don't care if it's your first day on the job. You shut up. You do not talk over the referee. There's two reasons for this. One, we're not watching the game. We need to get information. Oh, there's a penalty to uh, Calgary. And uh, that shot attempt was really good, don't you think? As the ref is talking, being like, holding number 25, two minutes, whatever the call was. Then they don't talk about it. They don't even reiterate what the what the uh, player said or what the, the call was, how long the player was in the box for. They just moved on continuously talking about whatever point they want to make. It's it, It's absurd to me. Um, we might have lost the old man. I'm going to turn him off because his frozen face is kind of freaking me out a little bit. Um, looks like he is having some technical difficulties, but we will move right on um, into something that he would probably roll his eyes at. But the lottery odds, uh, the Canucks are officially eliminated and are officially in the lottery, um, uh, the lottery for the first overall pick. Um, the Canucks themselves have done a fantastic bang up job of removing themselves uh, from a top eight, top five pick. Um, y- even a month ago, we were talking that very easily the Canucks should be even fighting for a top four pick. Uh, then they changed coaches and Rick Tockett came, took over yeah, and has played Quinn Hughes the most uh, time on ice for a defenseman in the league um, since taking over. Um, Elias Patterson is in the top five. There's been a lot of issues that have um caught that have um have caused the Canucks to be in a position where they're now 10th last in the league and only a three and a half percent chance at making the first overall pick and it looks like the old man is back we have you back i thought you left i was like what happened no you froze i was still alive um and uh luckily we're still we're still on the we're still on the stream we're still going Oh, cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, everything froze. So, yeah, okay. It was it was on my side, eh? Yep, hundred percent on your side. Oops. Um, we were talking about the fact that the Canucks have decided, after the Rick Tockett hiring, have decided to propel themselves to tenth worst in the league when they could have easily been fifth or fourth worst in the league hey, uh, by playing. Actually, have a chance. Three point five percent. Yeah, that's great. What's what's the uh, first team have? Eighteen point like, five. Okay, so we're only 15% difference. Yeah, 15% difference. 15? That's not much. Oh, shut your mouth. Dude, 3.5% is better than winning the lottery. That Your chances are better than winning the actual 649. Yeah, oh, sure, great. A one of, literally, you're, you have a better odd of getting hit by lightning twice in the same spot than winning the lottery. 
Right, so we have a better chance of getting hit by lightning. We have a better chance of getting Bedard. We are still, listen to me, listen close. I'm listening. We are still going live the day of the draft. Yeah. Because when they... The draft draft lottery. The draft lottery. When (sighs) Gary Bettman holds that piece of paper and says... No, we don't deserve it. First pick goes to the Vancouver Canucks. What are you going to do? So we have uh, a 73.3% chance at picking 10th, an 18.4% chance of picking 11th, a 3.8% chance of picking second, and a 3.5% chance picking first. Which of those odds are you taking? I'm taking... I'm going to be sitting waiting and hoping that that three and a half percent turns into 100%. I know why. Do you know why? Because he's from Vancouver and it's all I got, Jake. Jake, it's all I got. I got nothing else. I'm still going to go. Who's my second team? The, um, the, um, the flukes who somehow, oh, oh, they didn't make the playoffs, did they? They didn't make the play. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have brought that up. So, so, so you're anyways, saying if someone, moving on, um, so if you made someone made a bet, I don't, you have no record of this bet ever being made. Um, yes, and so, yes, we do. What bet, what, what record do you have of this bet being made? The, uh, the podcast from last week, it's, it's on there. It's oh, recorded. you recorded it's, that. Yeah, I know it's shocking. Oh, oh, um, oh shit! Um, so I guess I, I'm getting a new jersey. I said a used jersey. No, no. I technically I was the one who said I want a new jersey, and you were beyond confident that the Calgary was going to make the playoffs, just like you were last year that the Canucks were going to make the playoffs, and this year at the beginning of the season that the Canucks were going to make the playoffs. That we're going to turn it around. Your optimism is a little aggravating sometimes, but so so. What you're saying? The Canucks is we have a chance. We have a chance, but the Canucks we have, have a done chance this to at The Canucks have done this to themselves. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't make a coaching change for Bruce for Talkit until the offseason. We oh, let I Bruce. Okay. We let Bruce run it out because with Bruce, we're a bottom five team. As much as I hate to say it, I think Bruce is probably one of the most likable coaches we've ever had. In he my just recollection, do he couldn't. Do, he couldn't get the team to do anything. And now, no. but Rick talk is going to fix that. Um, Travis green. Couldn't do it. Willie Dejard then couldn't do it. Should I keep going on that list of this? Yeah, exactly. Core group of players. Um, but so Rick talk, takes over and he has played Elias Pettersson the most. He has the most time on ice per game than any NHL player. Why? You're not making the playoffs. You knew that when you took over. Why are you running Hughes as if you have a long shot chance? As if you're True. a Calgary and Nashville or Pittsburgh. True enough. Yep. You're playing Elias Pettersson top five minutes. But in the NHL. It, That's far it's, forward. It's done. Yes. So, no, 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 no. It's not done. No, it's not done. Because this is a theme throughout Canucks history. If this was, if this was a one-year thing where it's like, okay, you know what? We decided to turn. We decided to make a change, turn things around, and make the playoffs. Cool. We've seen it two years in a row now, and this coaching or this management team has doubled down on their decisions. Doubled down. Yeah, 
they they signed they they traded Bo. They they signed Miller to an absurd contract that you there's got that no backwards. chance we're getting out of. They, no, they, I don't. I'm not putting it in chronological order. We but signed. The, but yeah. But whoa, 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 whoa! You can't just throw those out and say I'm not putting them in chronological. Okay, do you want me to put them in chronological order? Because I can go they, back. I can go back. They, they just stop. They signed Miller based on last year, and they signed him when after they lowballed Bo Horvat, and he said, "Go fuck yourself." There you go. They made a decision based on Miller's performance from last season. We've. Why do we have to keep going over because, this with you? Because you it, literally you drive me effing crazy. You have no rational thought when it comes to the Canucks. What do you mean you have no rational you're thought? You're irrational. You're an irrational you're the fan. You're when the it comes defend- to the Canucks, you're, the you're irrational. You're the one defending, uh, defending an organization that has made misstep after misstep since 2012. 2012. We're in 2023. 11 years of saying, we can fix this team. All we need to do is bolster our fourth line with uh, Mikhail Granlin and uh, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. He's going to be good in his 37-year um, uh, season. And um, let's sign Chaos Draft to an unrealistic deal. And, oh, Miller, you scored 99 points once in your career. You barely have played center. Let's give you way too much money. Trade our heart and soul of our organization. Who oh, now come, come on, our heart and soul of our organization? Let's talk about Bo. You want to talk yeah. about Bo? Let's talk about Bo because Let's this... Let's talk this about is, Bo. Okay, so is... This son is, of a bitch goes to New York... And has the audacity. Uh, not, by, not on his own decision. Not on his decision. He was traded there. Because he didn't yeah. want to play here. For no, the money that, that is they not were true. Where did that, where has that narrative come from? Where has that narrative come from? That has never been he true. Was made no, an offer. no, no, no. He was made an offer. And that he of wasn't. Six million dollars. So six he, they, they million. A, Jake, if I give you six million bucks, are you going to play? Yeah, that's besides the point. If I offered, <laughs> if I offered. If I offered you $12.50 an hour to do sales, would you take it? We're not talking about me in sales. No, but you're, you're no, but you're talking no, but it's literally the exact same thing. $12.50 an hour, 40 hours a week. So you're never going to get over this, are you? Bogo no, trading. it's obs- Dude, but you're you're obsessing. You're it's starting no, to kind of it's starting to get to the creepy point where you're obsessing you with the whole. I'm about to thing. take you out of my ear and just keep talking. <laughs> you're becoming you're becoming irritating. <laughs> the decision to trade Bo was not Bo's decision. He didn't come and say, "I'm tired of playing in front of angry fans who throw jerseys on the ice because ownership's an idiot." But moving on, Bo Horvat goes to New York. What does he do in New York? He takes them to the playoffs? Correct. Yes, he's a great player. I'm not saying he's not a great player. You're not. I'm not trying to tell you say that. If you just take a deep breath for like 30 seconds and let me talk. The floor is yours. Everybody? Everybody? Um, the floor is yours. Bo goes to New York. He does an interview. And he says... Oh, the fans in New York are way better than the ones in Vancouver. That's not he doesn't say he doesn't say the team is better. He doesn't say the management is better. He doesn't say the owners are better. He was asked what it was like to play in front of the fans. The fans on a playoff course compared to no, he the was fans not. in Vancouver. 
No, he was not. He's the question that was phrased to him. The question that was phrased to him was, how does it feel? You have two games left, one uh, here at UBS Arena and one on the road. How does it feel to be playing in, in front of these fans on a playoff push? What playoff push one did Bo play? Point. What playoff push did Bo play for with the Vancouver Canucks? You're looking, second, it up, though, you're looking it up? I, I'll pull it up here. Uh, Bo Horvat um, interview. It's, oh, here it, it is. It's here it is. I got it right here. I got it right here. It's a lot better than Vancouver. I can, I can tell you that for free. It's unbelievable. It's a lot better than Vancouver. I can tell you that for free. He doesn't say okay, no, no, anything no, no, about you wanna, no, crappy no, 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 owners. Wanna, he doesn't say no, no, anything no, no. else. You're going to try. You're going to try to besmirch someone. We have the article. The, we have the the. I can read here. Yeah, and I've got the the thing. You you're reading a paraphrased comments. I'm, I'm reading what the, he said in that one sentence. Listen. How does this? rank for you in playoff pushes the excitement of this building and the fans involvement over the last couple of games yeah i mean it's been unbelievable it's a lot better than vancouver i'll tell you that for free <laughs> thanks Bo. Thank you. it's a lot better than vancouver i can tell you that for free what name he doesn't one, need to name say one, that name, he's an asshole what? okay first asshole. Off, he then to the next day he walked back the statements because he's pansy footed i hate it Stand Absolutely. up for yourself. Be a character in the goddamn We're wrestling fans. He turned heel. 100%. That's why I put it in the thing. He's a heel. He turned heel. I love it. I love every second yeah, of I love it. that. Because Bo Horvat, he's a heel in Vancouver. He's a dick. He is. Because you know how many comments I got? He didn't do I anything in Vancouver. He didn't take us to his freaking... How many playoff games did he get us to? How many games? How many playoff, playoff games? He... How many playoff games? Let's look at the stats. The, he put his goddamn backpack on, put PD, JT Miller, the entire fucking organization, including that damn giraffe, on a backpack, and took us into the second round of the bubble playoffs. Is that is that it? Just the one time? Just, in just his the one 10 year time. career? Show me a team is, around is him. That the, uh, and I'm asking an honest question. Is that Show the only time team. the Canucks made the playoffs when he was on the captain of our team? The, yes. As you said, heart and soul. Yes. I mean, he's also the one who stepped forward when um, we were supposed to play and we decided not to. He's the one who he's the one who reached out to Minnesota Wild during the playoff bubble. I know you might not remember this. Some fans might not. But during the bubble, there was the... Um, the, oh, I believe it was the Black Life Matters. Black Lives Matter. I think there was a shooting down on the stage. Shocking, yeah. I know. And he reached don't. out to the Minnesota Wild. He reached out to the Minnesota Wild and said, "Yeah, I don't feel comfortable playing playing tonight. What do you guys think?" Yes, he did. Because I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm saying he's a dick for making a comment like that. He doesn't but then he make that comment. He was pandering to the crowd, going for the cheap hug. Oh God he forbid! God forbid! God forbid! The hug. Good. Chase the hug. You know why? The fans in, in Vancouver now apparently think he was never my captain. I hated him. He was terrible. Literal comments I got because I posted an article on who should be I posted an article on who should be the next Canucks captain. And comments literally flooded my inbox saying, 
Well, at least it's not at least it's not Bo Horvat. He was a terrible captain. What did he ever do for the organization? What did what did Bo he Horvat once was to the playoffs captain. in his ten year career with the Canucks? Show me. Well, can you pull, can you pull up any team? Pull up one team in that entire run, and I will point out flaws that management made. When we're talking the heart and soul of the Canucks, yeah. Who are, who are you talking one, about on this team? I I think of one player and one player only. Trevor Linden. Yes, that is Who the passed? heart and soul. I let you rant. Take a deep breath. You have water. You got some water there. Sip it. Mm. Um. Nope. Floor is yours. <laughs> Trevor Linden was the heart and soul of Vancouver. Yep. He took them to many, many playoffs. He put, he put those players on his backpack and he carried them. He was the heart uh, and soul. To, he was the one, to one Stanley cup final. No, no. I'm, I'm talking the playoffs. I, I'm not even asking for the Stanley cups. How many Stanley cups did we win? Cause we haven't won any. Yeah, How many times did they make the playoffs when Bo Horvat was in charge of this team? Well, let's compare Let's compare the teams around Trevor Linden. You can't say it's one. You can't say it's the captain's fault for not making the playoffs when he's got just did. one. Route. You told when me that he put everybody on his back and he. Did he you remember the bubble playoffs? He I put know. them into the playoffs single-handedly. You're the one who no. said it. You said it. I'm just using your words against you. No, you're not. You're literally taking just like the the reading of the 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 thing, the article. You're taking bits and pieces to make your point. No, I'm not taking bits and pieces. He said. It's better than Vancouver. I can tell you that for free. Fuck you. Yeah. Screw you, Bo. Oh, shut your mouth, Bo. So. Oh, I wish I had that cued because I would have used it. So, I would have robbed it from him and used it. So. You love Bo Horvat is now. <laughs> Bo Horvat is now hated in I Vancouver. Don't think he does, folks. So Bo Horvat is now hated in Vancouver after the terrible seasons, the miserable teams that he had to go out in front of the, the, the media for every single time. And he never once rolled his eyes. He never once gave a snarky com com comeback. And there were times where he should have. There were times where I literally looked at it and was like, that's a fucking stupid ass question. <laughs> That's a stupid ass question. And two years ago, when Petey got in a lot of stupid, uh, a lot of shit because he glared at people when they asked stupid questions. Who was it that said that's a stupid question? There was somebody. Was it um, Tortorella? I'm not sure. Coach, I think so. I'm not really sure. Okay, we're moving on because someone got someone stepped in the kitchen and can't handle the fucking flames. <laughs> Guys, you have to understand how easy this is. <laughs> it's like I have an easy button over here that if I just pull my camera down, I could just push the easy button. <laughs> so as we are talking right now. Oh, did I tell you I, I have a new team? I should have got the hat. Well, you you banned jumping onto another team? So as we're as we're talking, as he's looking for another new hat to to put on because well, it's he not can't. a proper one, but you'll get the idea. Manitoba. Oh, you're you're cheering for Winnipeg. Okay. Winnipeg now. Do you like disappointment I, and frustration because I, it feels like I you do. just like 
Apparently, you just like disappointments. I, 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 it's, I think so, it's the underdog thing I like. I think it's the underdog. Uh, uh, sure. Um, so, as we're discussing things, we are heading into the last couple days of NA- the NHL season. And then the playoff pictures. Two days. In. we got today's games and tomorrow's games. And with that, the regular season will be over. 82 games already done. Which reminds me, don't forget, folks, go to Hughes.ca. Hughesports.ca. Hughesports.ca. And sign up for our... Hughesports Bracket 2023. Because there's going to be a prize. You're going to get one of these. Well, not not exactly. You're you're going to get get a Hughes Sports Podcast hoodie, which will be exclusive because we don't have any made yet. Um, You'll also receive... Hold it. Are we giving away something we don't have? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Oh, we're we're working on it. We got time. We got some time. We we got we got um, a couple months. We we we're good. We're good. It's a good thing these the the uh, the playoffs are a long time, but the now it's not a playoff pool as you pick your players. It's a playoff. No, it is a bracket, bracket where you just That's pick why it's your called... teams. Yes. Yeah, so before the second game is played of the first game, you have to have your picks in. Hold it. Say that again. The second game of the first series played. Yeah, you said you said the second game of the first game played, and I'm like, well, the first series played. Yes, your picks have to be in. If your picks are not in, you will have an empty bracket, and you lose. And I will point and laugh, and I'll bring your name up on stream. He's, I don't care. Will. I will, will. I'll bring your name up on screen and be like, look at these idiots. Um, because there's they always that could have had a fifty dollar hoodie, fifty hundred dollars. I don't know how much it cost. A couple hundred bucks? fifty bucks. I think I think it's fifty dollars for. We'll for say a it's a hundreds of dollars. Thousand dollars. Hundred thousand hoodies. Um, but you also get the invaluable um time to work with me and the old man to jump on and do like I mean, if we don't like you and your team is trash, five minutes. But if we like you and your Vancouver fan, fifteen minutes or so on a well, on an episode. I think the way it reads is if you're good, we'll keep you on for a while. If you suck, like Jake, we'll we'll just cut you off. See, that's a great thing because this is mostly my show. Well, I'm not allowed um, to catch you off. I tried and it but booted me. I off. just yell over. I just yell over. Um who folks, I mean, folks, we know folks, he loves me. Someone has to. Um, who is your pick for the West? I know you're cheering for I'd start Winnipeg, Winnipeg. but um who's your pick for the to come out of the West? I kept going back. I knew you were going to ask me this today for some reason, and I keep I mean, going back like and forth. Or something. I'm thinking Edmonton. Edmonton, interesting. I could see Edmonton. I can also see Colorado. I think it's well, those that's, two. That's blues. funny because I didn't want to say which ones I was picking between. Those are the two I went back and forth on. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick with Ed. The only downside with Colorado right now is they just announced uh, just before we actually went on the air. Um, today that uh, their captain Gabriel Landeskog, who hasn't played at all this season yeah. um, because of a knee injury, is still going to be out. There was hope that he was going to be able to come back and oh, play exactly. for the playoffs yeah. because there's no cap uh, in the playoffs that needs to be fixed. That's another conversation. Now, out of the East, we don't have uh, teams in the East that we cheer for. So, who is your pick out of the East? I can't say it. Yeah, I can't pick them. I, I can't pick them. I'm going to pick Florida just because. Wow. The okay. Yeah. Wild card. Uh, my dark to, horse to upset in the first round. Yeah, the probably the greatest statistical team. Well, ever they're not in the probably. They are statistically the best team the to ever most, play. Yeah. 
Well, the game, not on all stats. It, but yeah, wins, losses, and points, yes. Stats that matter. Um, <laughs> wins. They've won more games than any team has ever won. They have only allowed 177 goals. That's insane. The next closest leader, let me just, I want to make, I want to see if I get, make sure I get this right. The next closest is Carolina at 213. Jesus. So 40, 40 points different, 40 goal difference in an 82 game. That's half a season of like, that's half a, half a goal allowed a game. It's insane. And how many, how many games have they only lost? Eight, 12, uh, they 18? have they've lost 12 in regulation and five in overtime so 12, 17 losses 12, 12 team 12 can you imagine that if the canucks could do something like that again yeah let's go back to 2011 it was a great time i mean it's only been 12 but years there is that now. president trophy's curse i think i heard only six teams in the history of the nhl have finished first in the league and one. And one. That's six teams in over a hundred years. But there's never been a team as good as Boston. No, there isn't. I mean, I hate. I, I hate them. I despise Boston. I just freaking. Just, but there. There's they no put team it together. They've got it together this year. They are the team to beat. I'm not picking them though. And I'm this is their last year. I'm picking the underdog. I'm going with the Florida Panthers. Okay. Well, as we're speaking, the puck is about to drop. In the Vancouver Canucks Arizona Coyotes, the oh, final game. Go of the watch that. Twenty-three season. I will be watching. I will because be. it is the last game that one John Garrett will be announcing on a regional broadcast for the Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, see, they gave him a really. Did you see that? They gave him a huge standing ovation after the game the in Knuckland. Forget who I was talking to, and they were like, "I don't know why people are making such a big deal about this." He only called for like twenty years, and I'm like, he called the same team. For 20 years. He was a fixture. Jake doesn't remember much before him. Like he was 10. Yeah. Th- literally, I was 10 when short or when uh uh Larshide and Garrett started. Yeah. And then it was Shorthouse and Garrett. And that's all I've known. Like as yeah, a, so. that's all I've known for regional broadcast. I remember yeah. Houston. I remember Houston, but I also that's also tainted because the um, Jim Houston and Craig Simpson for many years, and yes. apparently Jim Houston and Don Taylor did NHL yes. games. Yes, sports. Um, because on my other channel and my other hat uh, on YouTube here, I um, I was playing NHL 2003, and I was like, why is the play-by-play guy or the color guy voice so familiar yet so weird to be in this context? And it wasn't until the end of the game where it was like, um, uh, thank you so much for tuning in, like doing the sign-offs, and I'm Jim Houston. Uh, for um, for Don Taylor, um, this has been an EA Sports presentation. I was like, oh my God, it's Don Taylor. Why did I not connect those dots? And why is Don Taylor famous to you? Well, I mean, he's been around forever in the Vancouver sports media. He was on Team Ten Forty for years. He was I was not a... Years. Yeah, I... What years? Was that before 1993? Was it? I... I don't remember. I don't know what it was probably in the eighties. No, I oh. think it was. I think it was the late nineties. Um, but he was uh, Donnie, uh, like Don Taylor, uh, uh, Bob Marjanovic on TSN ten like on Team Ten Forty yeah. before it was TSN. Yes, so they were the guys who started it, right? So, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be weird next year not having Garrett call most of our games. Or yeah, it's good. it's going to the the camaraderie those two have, um, the, the chemistry those two have is just phenomenal. Well, they're friends. Like they talk about it. They hang out. They they don't have to go for dinners after games but together, but they do because they're friends. Yeah. And the biggest concern for me is that they're going to try to find someone who doesn't click with Shorthouse. Or they're going to they're going to choose someone Why? who doesn't click with Shorthouse. Why doesn't Shorthouse get national games? Tune into Hockey Night in Canada who you're listening to. Not John Shorthouse. True. You might get Cheech and someone else, but you're not getting Shorthouse called. Why? Who knows? Backroom politics is my guess. But that's but a start no, for another day. No. Um, sorry, the name Cheech, real name. Uh, John Garrett. Garrett isn't retiring. He, no, he will still call games. He will still call um, national broadcasts on yes. occasion. Yeah. But, um, or he does, be the color. Not, I, I say call. Yeah, that's, that's to me, yeah. Uh, yeah. Color commentating is still calling the game. But yeah. it's not good. he's not going to be on the regional broadcast. It's just no. the national ones. So the question is, do they put him on a Canuck game? I think he'd be stupid not to. I think right? what you do, like, if I'm the, if I'm Sportsnet. Or, or because he's retired, do you just say no and he gets all the other teams? No. What I would do is, if I'm Sportsnet, which I'm not because this is a smart idea, is you go a month. You, you distance Garrett for a month. Yeah, and then the first game, like make it a big Saturday night hockey with against the Flames or against Toronto. Yeah, and the reunited, the reunited Shorthouse and Garrett calling the game. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Because you know what you just did—you got every single person in Vancouver to tune into that game. Yeah, even if they're not a hockey fan, they're going to tune in. Well, I don't know about that. Garrett's pretty bandwagon jumpers. They would. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, we need love to go because we We're are uh, over. overtime. Yeah, you know it happens. It's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. It's kind of nice. There we go. But okay. I... Till next week, buddy. April. Thank 20th. you so much for everyone tuning in. Whether you're listening live on YouTube, if you're not listening on YouTube, I don't know what you're doing. You're missing out on half the fun and half the chaos because we're vocal <laughs> talkers. I stood literally. I stood up partway through the broadcast, and I was like, I don't know why I'm standing. I, I thought he was going to walk out, and I was just going to like take his camera off and just be on me, and I get to have the rest of the show by myself and actually make it make it sense. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but please do hit that like button wherever you are listening. Um, hit the subscribe button. You love us, so click it. And not just that, but uh, we want to beat the YouTube algorithm. The YouTube algorithm actually is a pain in the butt to fight, and I'm learning that because I'm doing a lot of deep diving into this, and... The, the, the thing that makes the YouTube videos, I'm explaining it for the old man here. Uh, the thing that makes the YouTube videos populate in other people's uh, feeds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. algorithm. Yeah. Uh, okay. YouTube doesn't like things, so we need to make YouTube like us. So by getting likes, people hitting that subscribe button, dropping a comment on anything that's related to... And what you know we what's cool, about. guys? As we, go, as we go forward here uh, with these, well, obviously we're going to cover the playoffs, the NHL playoffs um, yeah. for, for whatever teams. Um, we'll pick a team that we'll really concentrate on. Probably we need to talk. We'll, we'll talk about that off air. We'll talk Edmonton, about it. Off air. It'll be a it'll be a, a Canadian team, um, but we're going to start talking more and more CFL football, uh, yes. and we're going to bring on some guests. Some you might recognize from uh, years gone by, but um, I'm excited for it. That's for sure. Yeah, it'll be fun. Anyway. 
Till then, have a great week. Take we will care. See. Be nice to each other like we are. Yeah, totally nice all the time. We will see you guys here next Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can figure out where that time zone is in your time zone. Have yourself a wonderful week, guys. <laughs>